welcome to this month's episode of Truly Twinning. We are happy to have two special guests with us today, and I will let Kat introduce them. Yes. So I was so excited to connect with Eden initially, and I actually found her through my Instagram account. I am a New Yorker. I live here in Manhattan, and she is running the board in New York City with Max, which is a super cool community that's helping young entrepreneurs connect in a completely different way, which I think is so needed post-COVID in a place like New York City. So I connected with her through Instagram and I reached out to see if we could collaborate in any way. So Eden, you're one of my first, second to third, like internet friends, which is very exciting. <laughs> and I'm so excited to have you on our podcast with Max. Yes, thank you so much for having us, you guys. We're so happy to be here. And so why don't you give us, I mean, I gave a, a short intro of your business. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about the board and NYC, and then you can dive right into what uh, you're going to be discussing specifically about, I guess, how we're connecting and socializing in this new world that we're now living in. Absolutely. Uh, I can take that one, Eden, if that's cool with you. Um, so Eden and I started the board, I want to say about nine months ago, we started building out the infrastructure for the business. Um, and the idea was that in this modern post-COVID world, a lot of young professionals weren't finding the right resources they needed as far as connecting with one another, socializing, networking, etc. People were stuck at home, People were moving to new, new cities and taking remote jobs. They weren't meeting their coworkers. They weren't going out for those Friday night drinks. And we thought that was really tragic. Uh, you know, I've been in the real estate business for a long time. Networking is obviously a super important part of my business. And I was seeing that young people, especially new college grads, were sort of deprived of that transitionary phase, like out of college into the workforce and how that is actually supposed to work. And because they weren't really getting it from work, we were like, okay, we really need to create this new space that allows people ages 21 to 35, we don't discriminate against anyone older than 35, it's like really what our core demographic is. And we need to find spaces that make sense for them that are millennial and Gen Z focused that don't feel like a boring bar in Midtown Manhattan where you put on a suit and a tie and you know try to impress somebody's boss. It should be networking for young people by young people. So we sort of hashed this idea of like, okay, we can teach people about these concepts, but also make it really fun. You can have great bespoke cocktails and food. You can have a cool downtown vibe where we take over like secret lofts, speakeasies, penthouses, et cetera, and bring young professionals together in a way that's actually really exciting. Yeah, I think that's, it's so important because I was quarantined in New York City in 2020 and my life in New York prior, and I moved to New York at the end of 2015. And it's amazing how life changed so quickly and even me being someone pre and post COVID, all of the socialization and what people were looking to get do. A lot of my friends left New York it's crazy how much it changed so quickly. And it's cool that you identified that as a problem, especially for a younger generation, because now there's 
everyone's moving back to New York. So people want connection and now it's just where to find it. And it's not something that's never happened in New York before, but this time is definitely different just because it's changed the way specifically that we work and work is such a big part of our lives, you know? And so, you know, we talk to a lot of people who are like in their forties, for example, and they have kids and they're, they were super happy about working from home. They were like, what a blessing that I get to watch my kids grow up. You know, that's such an, if you're a parent, that's a wonderful, wonderful thing. You get to spend so much more time with your spouse and with your children. Um, But for people who weren't yet at that stage in life, they were confused. They were like, wow, so many of my friends left. I I personally dealt with that. I had a lot of friends, you know, especially the first year of the pandemic, um, deal with living in New York City. And they're like, this is awful. And they moved to, you know, Austin, Texas and North Carolina and Oregon, West Coast. Um, And so we're seeing all these people who are in their mid to late 20s we're having to make new friendships for the first time. And that's really not supposed to happen. You know, it's really supposed to be like, you go, you know, the traditional thing is you go to college, you make your friends there, you all move to a new city together, you take jobs, you meet some new people at your first job. But um, this making new friends in mass is really, really a new concept to people of our age group. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think you know, like I have a sister-in-law who graduated college during the pandemic and moved to New York and started a job. And it's, you know, been totally, maybe not totally what she expected because she moved before things were totally up and running and there's still kind of like a hybrid work style going on. But I have friends, I used to live in New York City too, before I moved to Denver. And I have friends who are still there, a couple um, who haven't been in an office for the past two years and now they're requiring it again starting you know May 15th that they have to go back to an office two or three days a week and it's kind of shocking to some people to have to like navigate again what to do but I also think there's a level of excitement because most young people who don't have kids need and like that social interaction it's the people who are in a different phase of life who you know got time back or things they they weren't getting before. There's actually a TikTok going around right now where people are talking about how like their spouse is finally going back to work and they miss them. (laughs) And it's like, they'll turn uh, their chair around because they're used to working at home together and they'll turn their chair around and be like, here's your coffee, babe. And then they're like, oh wait, you're not here. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny. Love it. Yeah, Sam, I think that honestly transitions perfectly into what we were talking about and what we want to talk about in this podcast episode is just the evolution of social dynamics and how our social club has really set itself within the marketplace within social clubs. I mean, we've seen a ton of social clubs come up into the market as we're entering a post-pandemic life. And Max and I sit down all the time and We really, as we're trying to go into pre-seed funding and everything, ask ourselves, what makes us different? What is genuinely making us different than a meetup.com, a Bumble BFF in-person event, a whatever it is. And as we've evolved and really thought about things, we've realized that without even meaning to, we've created this source of a place where you can go where it's okay to come by yourself. You know, we 
go to like all of our restaurants, movies, to the park with people. And especially as we come out of the pandemic, people don't want to be alone anymore. And that's totally okay. I try to fill my day with friends and people around me at all hours. So there's this fine line that we're seeing now of how do I do something by myself and get out of my comfort zone, but also find my new friend group and like take a risk on my own. Cause we do see these people who are latching onto their college friends. They're maybe their one colleague, their hometown friends, whatever it is, but they're like, ah, I want more. I want those people that I maybe would have met if the pandemic hadn't happened. Those people that are not affiliated to my work, not affiliated to the schooling I went to, not family friends, that other group where it's like, oh yeah, that friend of a friend or whatever it is. And that's kind of the space we've created. Like I'll talk to people at the board, at our events. And I'm like, feel free to bring a plus one to the next event. And they're like, actually, I don't want to bring my roommate. Like I like my friend group here. And that's what really has made us so special is that yeah. we've almost made it hard for people to want to kind of combine both worlds. Cause you know, it's a dream come true to see your college friends and your high school friends all getting along, but people don't really want that with the board. They want their close circle where they can talk about business. They can talk about their entrepreneurial goals. They can have a third party experience with these people that they would have normally right. never met. It's like a group of, you know, like-minded individuals, which I think a lot of people who are entrepreneurial, like gravitate towards other people with that same mindset and who are looking for the same thing and striving for the same goals. And sometimes the friends you've known since high school or college are on a different path. And like, while you love and, and, you know, spending time with them, you enjoy them. It's a different type of enjoyment than it is having a group of people like this. Absolutely. Like I have loved my high school friends since I was like five years old, but I don't tell them about what I'm doing at work. That's not really the kinds of conversations that we're having. And with these people, you can have that. Right. I mean, I, I think Kat and I can relate to that because we're both entrepreneurs and we have friends who are and aren't. And I think until you've owned your own business, no matter how big or small, you don't really understand how hard it is and how much work it takes and what kind of discipline you're under to do it. And so sometimes it's hard to get other people in your, you know, friend group, social circle to really understand that or support you in a way that you, you know, would like. And so finding these other, you know, communities or clubs or different atmospheres definitely helps, I think, you grow as an entrepreneur, but find other people who are in that same boat to bounce ideas off of too. The other thing we're seeing as well is that, you know, people really weren't flexing their social muscles during the pandemic and they feel out of shape in that regard. Uh, so for a lot of people, you know, moving to a new city after having done such a little amount of socialization over the last few years, it can feel really intimidating and bring on a lot of social anxiety to just go up to people and start a conversation with them. I, we're seeing a lot less people just like meeting new people at bars uh, and we're finding that people really gravitate towards doing shared activities you know and we see that with hosting our, our events if we have an event where it's just like at a bar it's not as much of an interest to people as for example we did um an event at royal palms shuffleboard club in brooklyn which is a place where you can go and play shuffleboard and have drinks with friends it's a blast and i think that was one of our biggest sellout events uh, so far 
Uh, and so just by coming to a social club, which is something that we're kind of bringing back, you know, there are definitely some that exist like Soho House, Zero Bond, et cetera, but they tend to be like very elite. They cater to an extremely wealthy crowd. And there isn't much like that that exists for just regular people, right? You know, you have your watering holes, but since this is actually a social club, it has that connotation that, oh, if I go here, it's expected that I'm going to want to meet new people. Everyone who's coming to our events, there's an unspoken agreement that like, if someone tries to start a conversation with you, like respond, you know, actually start up a conversation with them. Uh, there's no like agenda or ulterior motive. They're just trying to actually be friends. And when you go into an environment where everyone has that, it's really wonderful. It's just a huge catalyst for connection. Yeah, and I think back to everyone having the same, it sounds like your community is, you know, young people who are career driven, obviously moving to New York City. Most of the time people moving to New York have big goals, big dreams, but I think that like-minded atmosphere is so important, especially when I think of my journey as being a business owner. If I could go back a couple years, I would have loved to join the board, especially from a referral perspective and just gaining insight and advice from someone who perhaps was a couple years ahead of me. For example, with like filing your taxes, being your own accountant, running yeah. payroll, legal fees, like it sounds silly to someone who isn't an entrepreneur, but these are crucial aspects of starting a side hustle or a business and having a lifeline is crucial. And it sounds like your business could be a lifeline for someone. Absolutely. Oh, and you know, even just besides entrepreneurs, you know, we saw a lot of people get interested in their finances over the pandemic. Mm -hmm. uh, had that sort of obsession that exploded around trading stocks. Everyone was stuck at home and had nothing to do. Uh, and so you're seeing young people for the first time in a while really start to take their finances very seriously. And it's actually something they want to connect about. They've mostly connected about it over the internet. It's, I, I think a lot of people don't tend to typically speak with their existing friends about finances so much because it's still considered a taboo conversation. But when you're meeting entirely new people that you don't have that old life with, you can kind of bring up these topics. And so I think the advantage is that they're all things that are intimidating to do alone. You know, these are the kinds of things that, you know, we refer to them as adulting, you know, that people end up calling their parents for and saying, oh my God, what do I do? How do I do my taxes? Um, and being able to talk to other people about these concepts makes people feel more empowered to actually yeah yeah no it's so true and I think we grow as humans when we surround ourselves with new people versus the people that we've known forever right and you make a brand new connection in your adult life right you make friends different when you're adulting versus the people you've grown up with that's just the way life is and it's healthy to have two different sets of people that enhance who you are Absolutely. Yeah, Eden, were you just going to say something? Sorry, I was about to speak up, but I didn't want to interrupt <laughs> you. Mm -hmm. 
No, I was just going to say that, I mean, as a young professional, I graduated from college last year. So like entering this space as someone who's going through the exact same journey as them, I don't think people realize how young I am when I'm going into this space. Cause I'm like, yeah, I'm a co-founder. <laughs> yeah, not going to lie. I'm like shocked. <laughs> yeah like 10 years older than her at least <laughs> I graduated college early and started working full-time in journalism really fast and wow. I was desperately trying to figure out what to do next and how to figure out that line of being able to pay for things and still having fun and meeting new people because right. so much of our experiences and meeting new people come with consumption, whether it's alcohol or food or whatever, which requires a lot of money and spending. So yeah. another thing that we've really tried to create is an all-inclusive way to meet these people. We want people to pay a monthly membership and with that, they can just go. They can take as much alcohol or food as they want, but that doesn't have to be the centerpiece of no. the, the night. So that's been another piece that's been so helpful to getting people out of their comfort zones and willing to connect. We don't see anyone on their phones doing anything other than taking photos from what I've really noticed. People are really there to just talk and get to know one, one another off the internet, off social media, and just get into things. I've seen the most authentic conversation through the board than I've ever seen before at any club or yeah. dinner party and there's also this sort of new collaborative spirit that's developed around event hosting um you know i think to some degree we function a little bit like a co-op a cooperative you know we have members that when they apply you know i see all the membership applications come in and someone will be like i'm so and so i'm really interested in this this is what i do for work and i'm like oh that would be so interesting to collaborate with them on an event you know we've had some musicians join and we we're like okay maybe we'll throw like a music themed event so we have like a concert that we're planning that's coming up uh this summer that's going to be like an awesome rooftop concert and we're also going to have a panel of people in the music industry um and so that's something we're seeing as a trend and i think a lot of the really, really successful uh, brands or establishments that have come up recently have sort of followed that trend as well. If you look at bars like Common Ground that have been really, really successful in sort of isolating a specific demographic of people, it's like, yeah, we're not trying to be like some exclusive place, although, you know, you do end up being kind of exclusive, but it's like, here's a place to play and enjoy and come just be around people. Right. And you're seeing that trend develop on social media as well. You know, you're seeing that with, with your business as well, with the travel business, uh, you know, seeing collaboration uh, between people who aren't necessarily uh, professionals, but that there's sort of this overlap between the professional establishments and people who are just running their side hustle or developing their own personal brand. Uh, and we're seeing a lot, you know, if you go on TikTok and if you're an event host, obviously the algorithm will put in front of you every competitor that, you know, you have everything you want to see. Um, you see a lot of young people just getting together and saying, hey, I'm throwing a dinner party at my house this weekend. And anyone on TikTok who wants to come just show up, right? And people are showing up. 
right. you have that organization that popped up, uh, I think it was called No More Lonely Friends, where that girl on TikTok, like all of her friends kind of were talking about her behind her back. And so she ended up being like really sad. Her video went viral and she threw a big picnic in the park and like a thousand people showed up. So you have magical things happening like that. That's just an incredible, we have such amazing social tools that are helping us find each other in a completely new way. Yeah. Yeah, it's so true. And then just to comment back on Eden and how she's just a recent graduate outside of this younger generation being really interested in finances and learning more about how to be, you know, financially independent and how to invest. I also think your age group, especially, but also COVID really did get people interested in being self-employed and being their own boss. So I'm not surprised to hear that you're trying to figure out a way to do that as a co-founder, because I think your generation is really going to pave the way. Like when I was, when Sam and I were graduating from college, we were like kind of bred or told like get into corporate America, work for a big company, get this experience on your resume, and then it'll open up to other opportunities where I think now people want to jump into their own projects immediately versus startups, corporate America. Yeah. Startups and tech has really changed. I think what young people go after there, I mean, not that startups weren't a thing when we graduated college, but not to the same degree that it's grown to. And, but at the same time, companies like that, if you enter a startup early in order to really maximize, you know, kind of equity and things like that, people end up, you know, sometimes staying longer and not always pursuing maybe that dream that they have or whatever entrepreneurial goal they have. But I do think that environment, you know, kind of is similar to being an entrepreneur also. Totally. I mean, I'm from San Francisco. So like speaking of tech startups, I know all about it. A majority (laughs) of my graduating high school class just went to like Stanford, UCLA, UC Berkeley, and then went straight into starting their own companies. So maybe it's in the San Francisco blood to want to just kind of pave your own path than the corporate world. But yeah, I, I had no desire to stay in a nine to five job the minute I was given this offer. And yes, we work a million hours, but I wouldn't want it any other way. And I'm sure you guys can relate as well to that. Yeah. yeah. And I think there's just something and I think it's, you know, even more in Gen Z than it is in millennials, but I think there is some of it in the millennial generation, just the need to want to do something that you're passionate about. And that has meaning, not just to work a corporate nine to five job and climb the ladder and, yeah. you know, check the boxes. I just think there's kind of a shift going on. And I think COVID even made it more prominent because then so many people were, in, you know, not in their environment anymore, whatever that work environment was. And so it really makes you reassess and think like, do I like what I'm doing? Is this for me? Um, it totally changed what I wanted to do because I totally changed career paths in 2020 because of it. Um, so I think some of, you know, now that things are starting to kind of open back up and people are doing more things socially together, I think, people are really yearning for it too. And the corporate job doesn't give you the assurances it used to anyway, you know, Uh, it used to very much be, you know, if you got a good corporate job, you had certain guarantees uh, as far as 
where your income could get you. You know, I think now, especially for a lot of young people, they're like, well, I'm, I could get this corporate job. I still won't be able to buy a house. Uh, you know, I'm still worried about climate change, you know, destroying the world. And so they're like, I might as well just do what I actually like in that case, if I'm not actually getting right. really many of the advantages at all. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Well, thank you so much for joining and chatting with us more about your business. And I think all of the, the topics you brought up are, I think so many people can really relate to them, especially with, in a way, this loneliness people can feel living in a big city and feeling like they're on their own career-wise and then wanting new connections. I think the new connections is so important for someone who's moved away from home and they're looking for a new friend group, right? A new, a new circle that's outside of their comfort zone. And I think you're creating a newer comfort zone for people living in New York, which is just so cool. Thank you, Kat. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks so much, guys. It was awesome getting to meet you. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much for having us on. We really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Bye. Bye. Thank you, guys. Bye.